Medicinal mushrooms offer a multitude of health benefits, including immune support, improved energy, and stress reduction. All medicinal mushrooms from New Roots Herbal are hot water extracted, so you get their full health benefits. Discover reishi, lion's mane, or resilience, a seven-mushroom blend. Find the complete selection of New Roots Herbal medicinal mushrooms exclusively at quality health food stores. To learn more, visit newrootsherbal.com. And to ensure these products are right for you, always read and follow the label. You're listening to an interview taken from the Tonic Talk Show and Podcast. Naturopathic Dr. Philip Rochadis graduated from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in 2004, preceded by an honors undergraduate degree and master's of science degree, both in nutritional sciences from the University of Guelph. Philip practices at the Bolton Naturopathic Clinic in Bolton, Ontario, with his wife, Dr. Heidi Fritz. Philip's areas of clinical focus include mental health, autoimmune disease, and metabolic syndrome. He also serves as an associate professor at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine, responsible for delivery of the second year curriculum in clinical nutrition. Welcome back to the show, sir. How are you? It's a treat to be here, Jamie. Thank you very much for having me. Always great to have you on. And today we're going to cover a topic that, gosh, I don't think we've talked about in years, which is super interesting and full of health benefits, and that is mushrooms. Indeed. The medicinal mushrooms, I feel, because most of the uh, human-level evidence on these is coming from Asia. I think they, for a large part, go sort of unnoticed over here in North America, yet they've been very extensively researched, and they can deliver a lot of very important clinical outcomes. So, you know, mushrooms, as you say, have been used for centuries all over the world. What are the benefits that people have noted that the mushrooms can provide? There's, there's a few different types, and so we got to break them up a little bit. The, okay. way I, the way I enter this discussion is I start with one called lion's mane, mm-hmm. and really just for fun, I encourage listeners to Google image these mushrooms. They really are spectacular, and when you come across these in nature, you're just awestruck. They really are beautiful. Lion's mane mushroom literally almost looks like a brain, these little white projections, hundred of them, like almost like a wig, like a white wig almost. Hmm. So the lion's mane mushroom is principal uses, think brain. So we end up prescribing a lot of this mushroom in settings like neurodegenerative disease, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. We think it's a really important inclusion when we're working with patients in that area. And the other area we use an absolute ton of it is concussion recovery. So any sort of brain injury or the brain isn't working right, that's where lion's mane really takes the stage. Okay, so if we're going to do these like mushroom by mushroom, let's let's pick another one. What about reishi? Okay, so if you don't mind, I'm going to go to cordyceps first. Okay, sure. Because then there's, there's six in total. The other four get grouped together. Got it. So that's why I sort of do the individual ones first, and the other four we talk about all at once. Go ahead, you so do it. the cordyceps mushroom, this is the only one that doesn't look pretty. It's really interesting in nature. It's, it's almost parasitic. It likes to grow in caterpillars. You can find YouTube videos on this. It literally attaches itself to a caterpillar. Then it literally sends projections into the caterpillar's brain and, like, hijacks the caterpillar and will make the caterpillar, like, go into the sun if it wants sun or go close to water if it wants moisture. It's really something to see. It, for commercial purposes, they're grown on brown rice and no caterpillars are harmed. Okay, this good to know. Has, yeah, <laughs> this thing has been revered for millennia, ancient Chinese emperors used to have armies of people whose job was to scour the forests and find this mushroom for them. It was really, really revered. And this one was for, like, back then it was revered for, like, libido. 
like it was the, you know, like it invigorated you. Modern times, it very much relates to situations where someone is fatigued. So we have a term called adrenal fatigue. Uh, Conventional medicine kind of mocks it. It's a very real thing. It's a situation we've been under like a lot of stress for a really long time. You mean you mean like under a pandemic or something like that? Something like that, right? Like so, you have an appropriate response to stress, which is the adrenal glands secrete cortisol. Mm-hmm. When this stress is ongoing and chronic and unrelenting for a period of time, eventually that gland burns out and it can't keep up. And so we see this situation a lot. That's where cordyceps really shines. So situations where people are really feeling chronically stressed chronically fatigued they can't make it through a day if you leave them alone on a weekend they'll choose to sleep all day that's where cordyceps shine in the world of adrenal fatigue you got to be careful that you don't label depression adrenal fatigue yeah because you were so, kind of you were kind of expl- yes. the way it was being explained it, it sounded a bit like depression i agree that's a that's a caution so whenever we see that situation first we assume it's depression and you start treating it and then what we usually find when you have true adrenal fatigue our strategies for depression work quite well. Eight, ten weeks later, people are like, hey, I feel better. I feel great, but I still have this horrible fatigue. That's when you're really facing true adrenal fatigue, and that's where cordyceps shine. So then we have the other four, and okay. the other four are Coriolis, which is turkey tail, grows all over southern Ontario, Reishi, Shiitake, and Maitake. Mm-hmm. Okay, these four collectively have hundreds, literally hundreds of human studies on them. And the number one place they shine, and this gets very controversial, oncologists, I feel, are pretty good at scaring people into not using natural medicine. Mm -hmm. These mushrooms are studied in combination with conventional treatments for cancer patients. They're given with either pre-treatment, during treatment, or post-treatment. All four of those mushrooms, each of them has multiple studies, for patients with advanced cancer. And what they do in that setting is just amazing. Forest for the trees, they outright prolong life. They improve quality of life. They reduce adverse effects of chemo and radiation. One of the things they do mechanistically is they're working on the immune system. So a common side effect of basically all modern chemotherapeutic drugs is that they destroy an immune cell called a neutrophil. So you have many types of immune cells in your immune system. A neutrophil is a very prominent one, and their levels decline aggressively when you take chemotherapy. This is monitored closely, and if they go too low, you have to discontinue the chemotherapy until those levels recover. These four mushrooms prevent that decline in neutrophils, among other things, but that's one of the really key things they do. So the patient is able to undergo their prescribed course of chemotherapy, which when you're dealing with a situation of advanced cancer, that's a very, very important outcome. The other thing they do immunologically is they themselves aren't antiviral, but they ramp up specific subsets of your immunity that fight viruses. So the one area that's been researched very aggressively for this is patients with HIV. Hmm. And so you give these, these mushrooms to patients with HIV and they do a lot better. Okay, so I just want to interject for one moment. I want to be careful here. People who unfortunately have cancer or are in chemotherapy, my recommendation would be to speak to your oncologist and your doctors before taking the mushrooms, you know, and get get some guidance because you may be taking medications which contraindicate. But I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And if I would always encourage someone to seek out the advice also of an integrative 
healthcare sure. provider that focuses yep. in the world of cancer, and this is sort of a mainstay step one kind of treatment. 100%. We just don't want people going off half-cocked and, and just sort of taking it without considering all the ramifications of doing it. It's absolutely great advice, for sure. Okay, so when we talk about taking mushrooms, how do we take these mushrooms? Right, so this is an area where the studies are really clearly telling us what form these mushrooms need to be in, and I'm getting a little frustrated because some of the industry is ignoring this, and you've got hundreds and hundreds of studies telling you, do it this way, and some people are listening, others aren't. It's quite simple. These things need to be hot water extracted. They are a mushroom, which means they're a fungus. The nature of a fungal cell is that it has a normal cell wall, like your your cells and mine. But then outside of that, it has a really, really rigid cell, second cell wall structure made of a molecule called chitin. The things you want from the mushroom are within the inner membrane. So you have to get through that outer membrane in order to get to it. You cannot crush it and get rid of it. The way to do it is hot water extraction. So historically, this is a no-brainer. A lot of these mushrooms are foods. They're cooked in meals that have liquids in them, and you're going to get these benefits. Or some of the industry, very intelligently, is powderizing the mushroom and then putting it in a tea bag. So if you go and make a tea out of it, you're going to hot water extract the mushroom and get these actives out of it. Or there are extracts that say, hey, first we hot water extract it, then we standardize it to the active constituents you want, which are the polysaccharide content. The Coriolis mushroom, which is the turkey tail, is the most researched of all of these. Many, many hundreds of studies. We've identified two key polysaccharides in it. And so this is all extremely well known. And I'm just trying to alert um, listeners to the fact that some people out there are pulverizing the mushroom and putting it in a pill. And that's really not going to do the job. You have to look for, has it been hot water extracted? Or tea bag versions are also very appropriate. Okay, before we move on to the the specifics of, you know, the extraction processes, some of these mushrooms you can buy in a supermarket and just eat. Like, for example, shiitake, for sure, right? Right. Um, So are the other ones all edible? And can you purchase them? And how much should we have? Or should we focus more on, on the extractions because it's, it's a better way of taking them? I would say shiitake and maitake are 100% edible. And that really also attests to a point we brought up very briefly, which is the concept of safety, right? Right, yeah. These things are in a grocery store. so And generally, traditional methods of cooking them, there's always some liquid in that thing that you're making. Yep. That is very legit. But if you're trying to use it as like a medicine, you want to be a little more accurate in what kind of dose you're taking, et cetera. And that's where some of the extraction methods and the standardized extracts really have their value. Okay, so let's talk about extracts. For those who don't know, what is an extract? You start, the the, cla- the most classic version is what we call a tincture. If people have ever yeah. taken like a liquid version of echinacea, so it's a very traditional way of, of dealing with a medicinal herb. You take the known most appropriate parts of the plant, you macerate them in really, really, really strong alcohol for a period of one to three months. And then you strain out the plant material, and that alcohol is essentially the medicine. And you're taking very small amounts of it, right, like a teaspoon or two. Mm-hmm. It's just a method of extracting active molecules from a plant. So it so happens in the world of fungus, in the world of mushrooms, the best way to do that is not alcohol whatsoever. It's hot water. Okay. And presumably, the method of extraction, whichever which way the manufacturer is doing it, should be on the label, correct? 
It absolutely should be. And that's why I'm really encouraging people to look for that. Whether they're just pulverizing a mushroom, you want to look for hot water. And it should not be difficult to find. There are many versions doing this. Okay. Is there anything else the consumer should be looking at? Is there any dosages or any reference to how frequently the the mushroom should be taken? That would be best discussed with either somebody representing a good health food store or preferably an integrative healthcare provider. Each mushroom is dosed a little bit differently. Okay. You usually want to dose them twice per day. So like a morning and an evening kind of dosing. And I'd say that's where to go with that. Okay. So in your opinion, Philip, which patients would benefit most from medicinal mushrooms? We like to stick to the science. It's a broad array because there's so many different mushrooms, right? Mm -hmm. So in the world of neurodegenerative disease, that's a big problem. It's becoming a bigger and bigger problem with our aging population, right? So mild cognitive impairment, dementia, Alzheimer's, that's a top, lion's mane mushroom is a top three thing we give to all such patients. Then you have the phenomena of adrenal fatigue. It's very real. I probably diagnose maybe 10% of my new patients every year with it. The cordyceps mushroom is an absolute rock star in that setting. And then the other, the big four, cancer patients, which isn't really an area I work in, but it is my wife's area of focus. So mm-hmm. she ends up using a lot of those four for those patients. Any patients with sort of chronic low immunity The evidence tells us HIV patients specifically. Mm -hmm. There's one other really neat area those mushrooms do too, which is the reason women undergo pap screens is you're looking for what ultimately is early, 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 early stage cervical cancer. Prior to the advent of the pap, cervical cancer was a major killer of women. And the PAP allowed that process to be discovered three or four steps before it became cancerous. And what the PAP is looking for is a viral infection on the cervix, HPV. It's mm-hmm. very common. It's a, a different strain of it is the same virus that causes warts, right? So this is a very widespread bug. And when they find HPV on the cervix, they now have these simple preliminary treatments that get rid of this and stave off cervical cancer. So the chaga mushroom and some of the other cancer mushrooms have actually been shown to do a very good job of eliminating cervical HPV infection, which is a really neat effect. Hmm. And if I have a moment to do a little aside about the reishi mushroom. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we sort of lumped those four together. The reishi one has all that evidence in cancer. It has all that evidence in HIV. But traditionally, this thing is revered. It's known as the mushroom of immortality. It also very much has an important role in the world of the adrenal fatigue that we're talking about. And this is one that it's more, I sort of know about them as an, as an ND. You, you get excited about certain things, then we go back to them. I'm on a big reishi kick. I have patients that convinced me. They're like, look, I started taking this a year ago. I used to get 10 or 12 colds a year. I've been taking this for 18 months and I've had one cold. So it's just low dose of reishi mushroom daily as an overall tonic. And that's a little out of my wheelhouse. I'm more the scientist. What what do the studies say? Mm -hmm. But that's sort of using it in its traditional method of use, that it's an overall tonic that just, you know, elevates you, restores vitality in many ways. Reishi is very revered for that. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Will you come again uh, in the new year? I'm very hopeful, Jamie. It's always a treat. All the best to you and have a great holiday season.